Before we start this episode, word got around while I was editing this episode on Sunday afternoon that Alex Trebek passed away, and we would just like to acknowledge on this podcast we've covered a lot of subjects involving Alex over the course of the so far 108 episodes of this podcast from Super Jeopardy to the final episode of High Rollers in 1980 to Malcolm to Pitfall and we all are very sad over this news as Alex was probably one of the quintessential hosts in the game show genre and it's going to be really tough uh, knowing for me that someone that I've gotten used to on weekday nights at 7 p.m. is no longer going to be there and uh, we just want to take time to offer uh, thoughts and prayers to the Trebek family right now and rest in peace Alex you'll be missed so let's get on with today's subject which is the 1982 made for TV movie Saved by the Bell Hawaiian style this is it was a thing on TV Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 108, submission number 918. Saved by the Bell, Hawaiian style. Saved by the Bell, Hawaiian style was a TV movie aired by NBC on the night of November 27th, 1992. Oh, we got some... Here it is, a crew slightly transformed. No. <laughs> Bit of a break from the norm. Oh. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about the groove that suits a moose romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix, and if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. You think of the summits of the past, adjust the bass, let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run a rhyme and put your car on cruise and lay back, because it's summertime. Summer, summertime! Yeah, that is the actual theme song that starts this Saved by the Bell TV yeah. And to this day, it is the best track that Will Smith ever released. I will fight you on this. Not even the Fresh Prince theme song. Oh, that's a close second. So or or Men so in Black. Close. So close! So close! So close! But no, it is summertime. And I'm gonna take those sunglasses off because it's time to talk about it. Okay, so you have a respectable sitcom. Okay, not a respectable sitcom, but a popular sitcom. What do you ultimately do with your popular sitcom? You want to get as much mileage out of it as possible. And what better mileage can you get than sending the cast to Hawaii? Land of sun, fun, surf, hot bodies... More hot bodies, boobies, with an emoji. And that's exactly what NBC did in 1992 when they sent the cast of Saved by the Bell to the 808, where they thought they were going for two weeks of vacation. Turns out to be one wacky adventure after another. 
Oh, yes. Not really much of the way, in the way of uh, backstory, except it's a movie based on Saved by the Bell, which was more popular on Saturday morning than half of NBC's lineup. Oh, yeah. Everyone watched Saved by the Bell on Saturday morning. <sighs> mm-hmm. And especially in syndication, too, at this time. Oh, yeah. And they they would have, what, the first two episodes? First two episodes. The first two seasons in syndication? Yeah. And, like, one half of the third season? Yep. So NBC's thought? Give the people what they want. And the people apparently wanted to see Zack, Slater, Lisa, Kelly, Jesse, and Screech in a tropical paradise setting getting into major hijinks and wearing as little clothing as possible. That's what the people wanted. This is right as season four was starting, so I guess the show itself and the characters on the show are going through the motions, as it were. Yeah. When I say going through the motions, I, of course, mean going through the change. You know. Yeah. The change. I get it. I get what you're saying, Chico. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, what kind of shenanigans and what kind of colorful characters do our uh, intrepid six six them six yeah. them? I, I guess so. That's how you'd say it. I guess. Yeah, that that, that that's a word. Our our intrepid six them. What kind of characters do they meet? Well, let's find out, shall we? We all know who the big six are. Zach Morris, played by Mark Paul Gosselar. Kelly Kapowski, played by Tiffany Thiessen. A.C. Slater, played by Mario Lopez, who is shaping up to become the Mexican version of Bill Cullen at this point. (laughs) I said it! Elizabeth Berkley Lauren is Jesse Spano. Uh, Lisa Turtle, played by Lark Voorhees. And, of course, Screech, played by Dustin Diamond. Of course. Our, our generation's Ron Palillo. Oh, yes, yeah, because every generation needs a Ron Palillo. Every generation needs a Ron Palillo. I'm on a horse Okay, but... Oh, oh yeah. And, of course, they have Mr. Belding, played by Dennis Haskins. Oh, yes. Mr. Belding. Because you can't have Saved by the Bell without Mr. Belding. Of course. That's like peanut butter without the jelly. It's like the watermelon without that sweet, sweet rind. So, who else do we have here? Well, we have a character by the name of Andrea Larson, who is a water ski instructor played by Rena Sofer. Rena Sofer is going to make many appearances on this podcast because, uh, well, for one, she is going to be one of the sixsome. Uh, six some, yeah. I'm gonna make that a word. Six some, yeah, six some. In future installment, coupling. Yes, but remember, Rena Sulfur was on previous installment, Blind Justice, as the wife of the blind detective. She has a type. Anyway, we also have Dan Godier playing a role. Brian Hansen. He is a lawyer. I know he is a lawyer. Because he wears a suit in Hawaii and drives a Porsche. Yeah, who else would drive a Porsche and wear a suit in Hawaii? He comes into money. And speaking of coming into money, we have Charles Worthington, who is the owner of the Royal Pacific Hotel on the beach, played by Victor Brandt. Victor Brandt was 
on Star Trek, the original series. Ooh. And ha- yep. He played, well, I don't know who he played because it doesn't say. Before he became like a much in-demand voiceover actor, he was a classic that guy from that thing. In fact, oh, look at look at all the credits he's voiced on. He was in Superman, the animated series. Okay. Spider-Man, the new animated series. Oh. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, fantastic. Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Oh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Transformers, Robots in Disguise. And Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse. And also, I'm going to see... No, it's... Is this going to be a future installment? Well, it's probably going to be. You know what? Let me see if it's a future. Yeah, we'll make this one a future installment. Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Oh, yes. The gritty HBO animated series. <sighs> mm-hmm. The superhero from hell. I, I loved Spawn back in the day around 93, 94. My brother would get all the comic books when Image first launched. Oh, yeah. That, that series... You know, in the early 90s, there was, like, a big glut of uh, mid-major comic book publishers coming to the game. Like, Image, uh, IDG, Valiant. When Valiant rebooted Turok and Magnus Robot Fighter, in addition to all of their uh, licensed Nintendo products, that was the thing. That's going to be covered in our Patreon podcast. It was a thing in comics. And playing the role of Derek Worthington, his son... His uh, sort of son, who, again, comes into money, is Blake Boyd. He didn't have much of a career after this. I I don't remember seeing him in anything besides this movie. Yeah. I can check here. Okay, you know what? He was in a lot of things besides this movie. Oh, okay. He was in um, a show called Married Without Kids... What the hell is that? I have no idea. <laughs> Married without kids. He was he was on one episode of Shameless. Oh, Shameless. He was on a show called Sex and Love Conspired to Destroy the World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and he was in the made for Beethoven's third. And he played Steven's brother-in-law in The Cable Guy. There are a couple other people on this that are very important. Yeah, you forgot about the most important person of all. Oh, of course. That would be Harry Bannister, played by the legendary Dean Jones. And folks, if you don't know who Dean Jones is... What podcast are you even listening to? Oh, come on. Herbie the Love Bug, people. (laughs) He drove Herbie the Love Bug. Yes. He was also in one of my favorite Disney movies as a kid, The Shaggy DA, which is something that we'll cover on It Was a Thing at the Movies because it also stars Dick Van Patten and our and my favorite, Keenan Wynn, who, of course, we covered oh. in previous entry, Super Train, as Winfield Root. Of course we remember... The great Winfield Root, who thought he could build in three months a literal rolling resort. That's as wide as this bedroom, but as long as a standard train. I don't know. I don't remember how long Super Train was. Hey, all we know is it's built on Time Lord technology. Yes, it was. As we all know. Okay. 
And, of course, because there is comic relief, there's a comic relief B-plot, we have comic relief B-plot characters. Oh, fantastic. Yes, uh, the first, uh, they're both members of the Pukuku tribe, sort of the spokespeople of the Pukuku tribe, and we'll, we'll explain all of this when we get into the, uh, sort of the, the, the synop of this episode. But the first one is Donald Lee, who plays Keanu. And Donald Lee played a scientist and other person of authority in, oh god, this guy. He was a detective in U.S. Marshals, a captain in Falcon Down, a scientist in Epic, and a minister on the Bold and the Beautiful, a coroner on Southland, and a World Security Council member in Marvel's The Avengers. Oh, yeah, so he's in that Security Council with talking to Nick Fury? He's in that Security Council with talking to Nick Fury. He's the one to which Nick Fury is saying, I recognize the Council has made a decision, but given that it's a stupid-ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. And then uh, his sort of uh, major domo, Pono, played by the late Glenn Chin, who was in 51st Dates... The Underachiever, Hollywood, Hong Kong, Boy Meets World as an Eskimo, oh, Mighty Max, Seinfeld, and previous installments, Nightstand with Dick Dietrich. Oh, fantastic. God rest his soul. Yeah. Sadly, he died in 2018. Oh. But here's the thing. Lynchin's one moment of greatness the Michael Jackson black or white video where he morphs into Tyra Banks. Oh! Okay. Yep. That's something. You can, Hey, y'all can YouTube it. Trust me on this. But I, I gotta appreciate that one of the people in this tribe is named Keanu. Yep. I mean, obviously, what, Keanu... What, Keanu would have just been in Point Break at this point after Bogus Journey... Yeah, and and I'm guessing because this is written by one of the writers of the show and not like a real, real writer, writer. A television so sophisticated nowadays and that they were just going for, hey, you know what? Get, grab the two most Hawaiian sounding names you can find, put them on the script and hand it to Mr. Engel. I am not going to get fired today. It was written and directed by the show regulars, uh, written by Bennett Tramer and directed by Don Barnhart, who, if you know anything about Safe of the Bell, know that Bennett Tramer wrote pretty much all of season three, and Don Barnhart directed pretty much the entire show. Yeah, he just directed pretty much almost every episode of the series. Almost every episode, yes. So now let's finally get into the plot of this. Well, okay, and oh god. Buckle your seatbelts, folks. There is, there, is so, there is so much to discuss here. There's so much to unpack here. Okay, we start with, after we have the uh, montage of Hawaii set to Will Smith's Summertime, which, by the way, would be a bop in the summer of 1991. And it still is a bop today. I'm sorry. Summer isn't... It's like summer doesn't officially begin until you crank up 
summertime. I will fight somebody on this. Okay, so the gang's arrived in Hawaii with everybody walking through baggage claim and Screech being Screech riding the carousel, which you can't do nowadays because T.S. Mother bleepin' A. Hey, this was 1992. It was a simpler time back then. It really was. This was the summer before their senior year. All of this takes place the summer before the senior year. Not not the not the summer with Leah Remini. No, that's the that that would be a previous summer. This is a whole other summer. So we're all in Hawaii. We're getting ready to go to the we'll go to Kelly's grandpa's hotel, the Hawaiian Hideaway. When surprise, surprise, Zach and Slater are checking out the action. Oh yeah, isn't this typical? Because, well, Zack and Slater are horn dogs. Yeah. But then again, really hard to figure that one out. I mean, come on, it's Zack and Slater. Mm. Anyway, and Jesse, because she is Jesse, is quick to rein in Slater's horn dog ways, which is weird when you consider that just a few months before all of this happened. Jesse and Slater broke up. Re- reference the Cut Day episode. I'm going to be calling back to the actual TV show. I'm going to keep everyone honest here. Well, let's be honest, folks. Saved by the Bell did not have the best continuity. No, it did not. Yeah, the continuity on Saved by the Bell it's was like, on. Uh, it's like, uh, and after season four, it's like <laughs> continuity. It is on par with the Fox X-Men movies with continuity. Yeah, okay. So, Jesse and Slater get into it, and then, well, Lisa, because she is uh, quite the opportunist, this Lisa, decides, hey, fetch $25 that you'll be at each other's throat before we go home. And Slater's like, hey, let's make it $50. And Jesse's like, each. And Slater's like, what? And Jesse's like, no, we got this. This We got this. We're going to win. So, we have... uh, our gentleman's agreement here, and Zach is, uh-oh. Yeah. Zach just scoped out a really, really hot little number by the name of Andrea, who gives Zach the look that says, yeah, I know what you're looking at. I've seen that look before. And sure enough, yeah, not only has she seen Zach's look before, she's heard Zach's weak-ass game before. Holy cow, we have somebody to go head-to-head with Zach. She might not be as dumb as as everybody else Zach's tried to hook up with. Oh, yeah. She she knows the game. She She's in Hawaii. She knows how this all goes down. Not only does she live in Hawaii, she's lived in Hawaii her entire life. So, yeah, she is the dose of reality that this show needs. In fact, she's the most believable character up until she met Zack of the gang. And maybe even a little bit after. We'll get into all of this in a moment. So Zack's helping Andrea with her luggage. When out comes this sweet-ass caddy. And in the back seat... Oh. Derek Worthington. Oh, what a what a jerk this Derek Worthington is. Uh, this uh, Derek, Everything about Derek Worthington screams... What bread... Upper crust, new money, nouveau riche, privilege, 
privilege, privilege. Oh, that suit he has is terrible. That suit, his suit sucks. His suit game is on, his suit game needs work. So, of course, Andrea introduces Derek as her boyfriend. And Zach goes, Typical Zach. Yeah. He tried to hook up with a girl and it just backfired on him. But so, oh, oh, so okay. Oh wait, so because they're not alone on this island. Oh yeah, they expected a good two weeks. They're gonna get out of California and they're gonna get away from Mister Belding. Well, but, you know who else expected to have two weeks away from people that they don't want to see? Who would that be? The California Association of Principals, of which Richard Belding is a member. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Mr. Belding is on this trip, too. He can't believe it either. In 1992, a made-for-television film came out that changed the face of American cinema. That film, of course, is Saved by the Bell Hawaiian style. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and watch the greatest film ever in the history of the world. In that picture... Kelly's grandfather invites the entire gang to Hawaii for summer holiday. Think about that. They expect a marvelous time at the beach. Sands, Mr. Belding. They arrive and discover Mr. Belding is there as well, don't they? Yes. Yes, he is. But they didn't think he was going to be there. But he is. That's the twist part. (laughs) You are a delight. Oh my goodness! What are the odds, Chico, that they that them and Mr. Belding would both be in Hawaii at the same time? It's unfathomable. Yes, it's unfathomable. It's unbelievable. It's downright hilarious. <laughs> okay, so they make a solemn pact never to cross paths with each other for the next two weeks. I give it 24 hours. So here comes the bus for our group to head to the Royal Pacific. Of course, when I say our group, I mean the California Association of Principals. Because apparently in 1991, principals and educators in general in California were treated like kings. Oh, yes. By how times have changed. Yeah. I mean, come on. Night in the early nineties, probably California principals were treated probably like the best. Meanwhile, so while they go on the party bus to the beach, guess who rolls up for our gang? It's something that looks like a green, green wood paneled suburban almost. Oh yes, and they're headed to the Hawaiian hideaway where they are greeted. By none other than D. Jones playing the ukulele and, and singing an island shanty. Play the clip, Greg! Yeah. Welcome to the Hawaiian hideaway. Your cares will slide away beneath the sunshine in the morning and the moon at night. <laughs> Grandpa! Oh, welcome back, sweetheart. Oh, that was so great. Don Ho would be proud of Dean oh, Jones playing the oh, ukulele. But hold up, Chico. There's one thing we missed. 
What's as, that? As they were heading to the Hawaiian hideaway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you not to for- let me forget this, and, well, yeah. <sighs> so Keanu and Pano, they see the gang heading into the, to the car, and they see Screech. And they're like, hold up. Hold the phone here. Do you see what I see? He's returned. Who is returned? Well, we're going to find out in a bit. But first, the gang gets up with our good friend Harry, a 59-year-old widower and the grandfather of one Kelly Kapowski. I'm guessing on her mother's side. Definitely. So, and and they're like, "Hey, where where's the staff? Where's where's the guest? Where, where, who let the dogs out? Who who who?" And Harry's like, "What guests? What staff? Huh? Yeah, it's pretty much a one man operation, except for the guy who." inexplicably drove the car to get the gang to the hotel. So if you think about it, it's like a two-man operation. Maybe he's a freelance driver. I don't know. Maybe he is. I mean, maybe this is this is uh, Lyft before Lyft became a thing. But anywho. Okay, the story. So why is the, the hotel empty? Well, there's no guest and there's no staff. The guests have probably never heard of this thing, but the staff was hired away by the Royal Pacific. Oh, how terrible. And you would find another staff, and the Royal Pacific would pay them to stay home. His words. Oh, how evil is that? He, he hired a new staff, and the Royal Pacific Hotel was like, no. No, you're not working for this guy. You're going to stay home. We're going to pay you more. Turns out, there's a, there's a sinister... Uh, sinister plot behind all of this. They're trying to buy out the hideaway, the Royal Pacific, the Worthingtons. They're trying to buy out the hideaway so they can expand on the Royal Pacific. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So they're using using the hideaway as potential DLC for their hotel. Yep. Oh. Ain't that something. But because Harry is a real one, he decides, you know what? I'm going to make sure you have the best time of your life while you're here. But Zach, because he is uh, want to ruin a really good thing here, has decided to volunteer the group to be the staff for the next two weeks. What? Yeah, but aside from all of this, they head to the beach, have a good time. I know they're having a good time because there's a song singing about, in the background, about how good of a time they're having. When those two strange guys from the airport return. Yeah, they kidnapped Screech and Elisa. Yep. Well, they, they were really going for Screech. Kidnapping Lisa was just over the top. Oh, yeah. It's one thing to take Screech. I mean, come on. He's Screech. But Lisa, that's going over the line. Yeah. So they whisk them away to a little forest hideaway where we find the strangest thing. 
And we also find uh, Tiki with Screech's face on it. Yes, because apparently we find out that Screech is a descendant of someone who left the Hawaiian island. It, I guess it didn't they say in search for snow? Yes. The, the Pukuku were led by an ancestral king named Manaleo. And Manaleo left the islands in search of snow. What? He was going to... What was the strategy? He was going to get snow and bring it back to Hawaii? It wouldn't have lasted the trip. Just No, it wouldn't have. So I don't get it. But Screech is here. Why did Keanu and Pono kidnap Screech? And why didn't they just take him inside their taxi? I mean, they own a taxi company. That just doesn't make any sense. Anywho... They, they kidnap him because Screech is apparently the descendant of Manaleo. And the descendant was foretold to return to the island in their time of greatest need. And that time is now because the Royal Pacific, not wanting to stop at the Hawaiian hideaway. Oh, this they, Royal... want, they want a piece of that Pakuku lands, too. Oh, this Royal Pacific Hotel. I can't stand these people. These Jackasses. These jerks. They're taking Kelly's grandfather's hotel. They're taking away the land of native Hawaiians. I, this is ridiculous, Chico. This is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Here we go. Screech has returned. Screech and Lisa returned to the hotel with the Pukuku, who, and by the way, while they're being returned, we meet... Harry's lawyer, Brian Hanson. Hanson! Brian Hanson. Yeah, Yeah. Kelly calls him Brian Hanson. Yeah, because... uh, She's getting getting a full-on lady boner off of him. Oh, he looks like the most handsome man alive. I'm sure, Chico, in no way... No way that this guy's a this guy's a lawyer. This I, this guy's a lawyer with an expensive suit and a Porsche. He's got yeah, as we said, expensive suit, Porsche. I'm sure he's not crooked in any way whatsoever, Chico. Yeah, he is Harry's best friend. Here. Yeah, he's 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 his best friend. He, he's a he's trusted by Harry. I'm sure he's going to do nothing nefarious in this. Absolutely nothing nefarious. Okay, so Screech and Lisa are returned by the Pukuku, who the who Brian calls the Hui Pupule. What? That's, the Hui Pupule, which is Hawaiian for uh, Harry says it's Hawaiian for the idiot fringe. But I actually researched this, and Hui Pupule in Hawaiian means a group of people that make you drive that drive you crazy. Yeah, I do research on this show. Proud of me. Anyway, so we have the arrangements that the uh, gang was going to function as the staff for the hideaway. But they still need guests. They need guests to fill up the entire hotel. Well, Chico, how are they going to find guests for the hotel? Well, Zach has are you ready for this? Oh, oh no. Oh, yes. No, this is Oh, Zach. yes. Oh, no, this is Are you Zach. ready for this? Oh, what, what is Zach going to come up with? Zach has a plan. Oh, no, this is not, this is not a good idea. You know if Zach Morris has a plan, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. 
Most of Zack's plans are terrible. Anyway, the gang infiltrates the Royal Pacific Hotel, where Jesse Jesse dresses up as a maid. Slater dresses up as a uh, bellhop who delivers and who eats and then delivers room service. And then, but, and then Zach and Screech. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. Wayne, Wayne and Garth, the Wayne and Garth as servicemen. And somehow these the people in Mister Belding's group, the two people in the room, they totally buy that they're these actually, are pr- these are principals. They probably see this crap on a day to day basis. Yeah, in in California, no less. But in here, they're like, "Oh yeah, these are these two people look totally legit." Yeah, some person finally caught wind of it and started chasing Wayne and Garth. I mean, Zach and Screech into an elevator. And guess who they run into? Who do they run into, Chico? It's Andrea. Oh, and Zach. His 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 erection returning, his erection powers returning. Says, "You work here," and she's and and because and again because Andrea is smart and has seen this game before, points out the obvious and says, "I work here," and judging from these jumpsuits, you do too. (laughs) Like I said. Cool as a cucumber. So, Zach, forgetting all about the plan to uh, sort of get the principals back to uh, the hideaway, tries to hook up with Andrea again and falls flat on his face again. So, hey, I guess while everybody's here, they can check out the buffet, right? So they check out the buffet with Mr. Belding. And, oh, look! All of the principals want out of the hotel. Oh. But, Chica, where are they going to go to? Where are they going to go to indeed? Hmm. Welcome to the Hawaiian hideaway. Your cares will slide away. Beneath the sunshine in the morning and the moon at night. Uh, welcome, everyone. And yes, you're going to use that clip. Again. Yes. And then Zach and the gang decide to start unloading their package. And, and Mr. Belding's like, what's, what's all this? Guests helping other guests with their luggage? And Zach drops the bomb. Oh, we're not guests. You're looking at the staff. Oh, no. And Mr. Belling's like, oh, I'm, I've made a horrible mistake here. Oh, but yes. Because Zach and Slater lead a group of principals on the longest three-hour tour since Angus Quimby and Willie Gilligan. Slater decides to teach net fishing and catches a scuba diver. Who turns out to be Mr. Belding. Mm-hmm. And, of course... Kelly, Jesse, and Lisa decide to teach how to hula dance, as only a group of haolis could do. Oh. 
the itsy bitsy smart. <laughs> oh, and one by one, we learn that these six kids should not be in charge of anything ever. No. I mean, for crying out loud, Zack and Screech's boat actually runs out of gas. How did they not think running a boat tour that they were at some point they were going to run out of gas? It's that again, this is Screech we're talking about. So who tows the guys back to shore? Oh, hi, Andrea. Oh, yeah. And Andrea's looking stunning. Oh, yeah. And again, Andrea's a real one. The real. So, in the midst of getting rescued, Zach. <laughs> uh, if Dashiell Driscoll is listening, I'm sorry. In the midst of getting rescued, Zach takes this opportunity to hit on Andrea because priorities. And also, Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> Andrea, who we all thought was smart, finally agrees on a date. Mahani Point, one o'clock. Oh, good. So maybe she'll finally get him off her back. <laughs> we'll see about that. Oh, wait. Doesn't Jesse try to cook a ham? Jesse tries to cook a ham. Jesse is an intelligent, woke woman of the 90s. But there are just some things that she has absolutely no common sense over. Yeah, yeah, poor Jesse. She's, she's in. She's in that that pearl tower, uh, that ivory tower of academia. Doesn't know how to follow a damn recipe for a for an already ready made ham. Yeah, she's never used a crock pot in her life, probably. Oh, oh, Jesse. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why Screech became the valedictorian uh, one year later. I know. Spoiler alert. Oh, but we have the uh, we have the manager of the hotel and that dastardly boyfriend of Andrea's as they're trying to cook up ways to get rid of the hideaway. Yep. And he's like, isn't that your isn't that your girlfriend helping out that stranded boat. Yep, sure is. Anywho, speaking of stranded boats, one boat that is definitely not stranded is... Okay, we already mentioned that Brian Hansen owns a, a few bespoke suits, a few mm-hmm. bespoke power suits, mm-hmm. and a Porsche. A Porsche. Did we mention the yacht? Oh, he has a yacht, too? He has a yacht. Oh. And, and he takes Kelly on said yacht. Oh, my goodness. And Brian and Kelly, they're just relaxing on the deck, and Brian's getting very handsy while subtly suggesting to Kelly that, you know what, maybe it wouldn't be a bad thing if Harry sold the Hawaiian hideaway. He would be able to move back to California, be closer to family, be closer. He, he's almost 60. He's got a daughter, and of course, because this is Kelly Kapowski we're talking about, seven grandchildren at least. 
Again, I... call back to the series. Kelly Kapowski has six brothers and sisters. That's true. I forgot she, forgot she has multiple <laughs> brothers and sisters. And of course, as we all know from Zach Boyce's trash, one of the, one of her sisters tries to hit on Zach in an episode. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's another story. And, you know, she said she'll think about it. She'll think about it. As they enjoy the, as they enjoy that sweet ass, that sweet, sweet ass yacht life. Yeah. And, you know, I'm Chico. All that stuff Brian's saying about how, wouldn't it be nice if your grandfather sold the hotel? At this point, I'm thinking to myself, yeah. Obvious heel turn is obvious. Mm-hmm. So while we're getting into the obvious heel turn is obvious, Slater and Jesse are busy being hospitable with yeah. Screech. Yeah, they're driving a tour bus to the cultural center where they're going to see a show spotlighting six Polynesian cultures. Hawaiian, Polynesian, Samoan, and three others that nobody knows. Google did not exist in 1992, kids. No, Screech was the closest thing that the gang had to Google in 1992. And even then, he had to be seriously debugged. So, Jesse leads Slater through a shortcut to the cultural center. This will end well. Yeah, they end up at a dead end. Because in 1992, Google Maps does not exist. And they also end up in a pothole. Because even if Google Maps did exist... Slater can't drive for beans. No. And Jesse can't direct for beans either. Oh, but meanwhile, we have Zach and Andrea on their little picnic. Mm-hmm. Mahani Point, one o'clock. And we learn that Zach was born on a smoggy July day in Los Angeles, California. And his and his mother says that he hit on the first nurse that took that gave him a bath, plausible. And then his father said that he ran a football pool out of the nursery, also plausible. Oh yeah, definitely. Zach Morris is such trash. I can buy that in his nursery. He was taking bets on L.A. Rams games. And we learn that uh, that uh, Andrea. Seems to be hiding something. And we get really, really, really close to finding out what it is in the most spectacular way possible. When she's like, why don't you walk me back to the hotel? How is she talking like these guys and she barely even knows him? How is this even possible? So, Zach walks Andrea to the beach where we finally meet... Dun-dun-dun! This is Jennifer, my daughter. All of a sudden, Zach Morris drops his usual Zach Morris shtick and appears. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Almost human. Caring. Nurturing. And all it took was a four-year-old girl. Oh, yeah. Took a girl, a little girl... To make Zach feel like, okay, maybe I better stop here. Yeah. Because Zach Morris, uh, even though he is trash, he will stop because he has standards. 
Hey, file Zach's relationship with Jennifer under even villains have standards. I mean, I mean, come on, even J.R. Ewing could stop and, and look at a cute kid and be like, oh, that's a cute kid. So, as long as Jennifer's in the picture, Zach reverts to something resembling a functioning human being. So, they decide, and, and because, oh god, well, not, okay, semi-functioning human being, because Zach uses Jennifer to bait Andrea into another date to make up for the crappy dinner they're having with Uncle Derek that night. And the date is a luau that the Hawaiian hideaway is holding. And this is pretty much their last best hope to keep the principals from leaving the uh, hotel and going, well, somewhere. And the luau begins with the Kalua pig. The Kalua pig, huh? Yeah. They stuffed a pig full of hot stones, buried it, and let it simmer for four hours. And now they have to remove said pig. There's just one slight problem. Okay, what is it? They can't find the pig. Oh my goodness. They, they couldn't find the pig. They can't find the pig. Guess who buried it? Who buried it? Screech. Oh, come on, Screech. What are you doing? Man, what, what is you doing, man? What is you doing? So, uh, they start the entertainment while Screech and the rest of the Pukuku are looking for the pig. The, the Pukuku that aren't helping Screech look for the pig are busy entertaining the group. Along with Zach, who's making googly eyes at Andrea... And Kelly, who's making googly eyes at Brian. And Slater and Jesse, who are at each other's throats almost. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Because in between all of this, the girls are, because <laughs> because Don Barnhart is directing, the girls are in their bikinis doing a hula. Oh. Which apparently they learned Really, really quickly. Really quickly. Almost inhumanely quickly. So, after all of this, Andrea and Zach are busy sucking face, and Brian and Kelly are busy sucking face, and Harry's like, I can't sell the hideaway now. I mean, look at every, look at the good time everybody's having. Jesse and Slater want to kill each other, and Lisa is collecting on her actions. So after Kelly is busy sucking face with Brian, Brian is going to his car and tells Kelly that he has to wait for it to warm up a bit because I don't think Kelly's ever seen a Porsche in her life. Even though she lives in California and probably... Even if... Yeah. And, and she believes... She believes that his car needs to be warmed up a bit. So she leaves Brian and his Porsche... In comes Lisa, counting her money, when Brian is making a phone call. On his early 1990s car phone. It's like, I was convincing. Kelly's the one that wasn't convincing. Okay, you know what we need? Plan B. But I'll tell you right now, it's going to make me look like the bad guy. This looks like information 
that Lisa's going to need more of later. The next day, everybody is frolicking on the beach and playing football, volleyball, surfing, bodyboarding, and with Screech, doing whatever he does with an inflatable duck. Okay. Inflatable duck. Inflatable duck. Yeah. So Harry comes to the bank and presents the banker with a check for all back mortgage, including interest and penalties. There's just one problem. What's the problem? Terry slows the balance of the loan taken out on the hotel. $50,000. Brian said, hold on. Harry has a full year to pay that off. And Harry's like, I gave you the loan extension to file with the bank. And Brian's like, no, you didn't. And even if you did, he still has a full year to pay that off. And what does this mean? Well, it means if he doesn't sell the hideaway, he's going to lose everything. Oh, no. The bank is also partners with the Royal Pacific Hotel. Oh! Who is making an offer to buy the hideaway right then and there. And the Worthingtons look Harry in the face and say, you had the nerve to call my offer an insult, but considering your current predicament, I'd say it was more than fair. So uh, the gang is moseying around the, uh, the hideaway kitchen, wondering what on earth are they going to do? And Lisa brings up the phone call that Brian made, presumably, to the Worthingtons. Oh! And they're like, how do you know about that phone call? Well, I overheard him talking to somebody after he'd kissed Kelly. And Kelly, because she's such an innocent snowflake, was like, you were spying on me? And Slater, who's a real one, is like... This guy sounds like he was worth spying on. And then Kelly's like, I'm going to kill him. And Zach's like, you kill him and I'll kill you. Because, listen, yes, Brian is our greatest ally right now. We know he's in cahoots with the Royal Pacific. He doesn't know that we know. So right now, he is our biggest asset. And, of course, Screech brings up the lost deed to the Pukuku ancestral land, and Lisa's like, Will you stop it with your cuckoo Pukuku? To which Zach was like, Hold on. I have... Are you ready for this? Oh, uh, what, what does Zach have? Zach has an idea. Oh, no. No, no. These no. are good people, Zach. You do not have ideas off these good people. No, you're not. These are good church-going people. These are good Pukukin people. What are you, what is... Harry has kids! Okay, so now we get into Zach's... Idea. Zach's okay. Idea. Here we okay. go. Okay, uh, all right. Okay, uh, Greg, stage one of Zach's idea involves Kelly and Brian visiting what I'm assuming is you as the University of Hawaii shout out to the Rainbow Warriors to see a Professor Jameson. Not Professor Jameson. It's Mr. Belding in a getup. 
Oh yeah, Mr. Belding, he's looking like Albert Einstein here. Which is, I'm like, how do they even come up with this? And how do these people believe it? They must must be the most gullible marks in the world to believe these kids' stupid schemes. And why is Mr. Belding deciding, you know what, Zach, I'm going to go along with your plan. Can you say no to Dean Jones? Well, that is true. Nobody can say no to Dean Jones. I'm sorry. That's just a fact of life. I mean, come on. He has a living car. His car is alive. And by the way, folks, that living car also has an evil twin, which you'll find about in future installment, the 1997 Love Bug TV movie with Bruce Campbell. And also future installments, the short-lived 1982 series. Yeah, I did research. Okay, so, Professor Jameson, <laughs> Mr. Belding, produces what he says is a deed to the Pukuku Sacred Ground. Which, according to the deed, extends from just short of the Hawaiian hideaway to the Royal Pacific Hotel. Hey, Jack. How you doing? Good. Meet Professor Jameson. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> um, I'd like to introduce Brian Hanson, my grandfather's lawyer. Uh, please, 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 please uh, to meet you both. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now why don't you sit down and listen to what the professor has to tell you. Make yourselves comfortable. <laughs> Go ahead, Professor. <clears throat> professor. Hmm. Tell about the parchment. Yes, the, um, the parchment. Uh, Uh, Is it authentic, Professor? Um, well, without a doubt. (laughs) (laughs) What exactly is it? Well, um, it's a, a land deed from the year 1797, signed by King Kamehameha himself. It, it, it. It defines the the boundaries of the Pukuku sacred ground. Why, that means land where only the tribe can live and land that no one else can build on, right, Professor? Correct, my young friend. (laughs) And what are the boundaries? Um, well... uh, The Pukuku land stops... Just short of your grandfather's resort. But this entire area here... That's all part of the Royal Pacific Expansion. Whatever. This entire area officially belongs to the Pukuku. Not only that, the Pukuku tribal ground extends here to the Royal Pacific Hotel itself. What? Well, Mr. Worthington built his hotel where he shouldn't have been building now. I am not an attorney, young man, but I'd imagine that the Pukuku could sue the Royal Pacific for millions in damage, and they make that hundreds of millions in damages. No, no, wait a minute, Professor. Let's not jump to conclusions. Jump? Who's jumping? Do you you know the, the, the motto of this state, Mr. Hanson? Ua mau ki ia o ka the life of the land is preserved in righteousness. Now, I'm not the kind of man to just make this thing up. I... Mm. Well, put it 
tennis made a very big boo-boo. Now, this is important because the Pukuku need that deed in order to prove that that is their land and no one can build on it. So that's where all of the uh, deed comes in. So that's part one of the plan. Part two was Lisa getting Mr. Carrington and Brian Hansen into a room together to talk about that deed and also the upcoming expansion. And now it's time for part three, which involves Slater, Screech, and a camera. And I'm going to stop you right there because this is a perfect sort of example of Chekhov's gun. Because you see from the beginning of the film to now, Screech is always with his camera. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that this is a big part of the movie. Screech is always with his 1990s video camcorder. Yep. He, he takes it everywhere he goes. Yep, and he films everything from the airport to the beach to the luau, everywhere. He uses the camera, hides it in the bushes in the hotel room where the Worthingtons and Brian are about to settle family business, as it were, and rigs it so that they are recording what they believe is to be the destruction of the Pukuku sacred deed. And Derek Worthington likes to play with fire, and his father likes to destroy things that are getting in his way. And Brian, he just stands there with a smug look on his face that Zach Morris would kill to emulate. I mean, you want to talk about trash? You think Zach Morris is trash? Brian Hansen, that guy is trash. Oh, for sure he is trash. He's even more trasher than Zach. And I did not even think of any human being on planet Earth would be more trasher than Zach Morris. The descent into darkness has been completed, and Zach has everything he needs to whisk it and save the day. Which, by the way, is really Screech's doing, if you think about it. But hey, that's not going to stop Zack from sweeping in, coming in with his... That's not going to stop Zack from coming in with his folding chair, doing two moves, and claiming victory. Greg, you're a wrestling fan. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's coming for the money in the bank! Anyway. Screech. (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. Screech, go. what's he going to do? He is uh, filming what looks to be the groundbreaking for the Royal Pacific Expansion. Jerks. And he gives Zach the camera, and Zach gives it to Brian, and Brian plays the tape of Mr. Worthington burning the deed. Oh! And he races over and tells the Worthingtons that they just got got. Yeah. Uh-huh. So now it's like, what do you want for this tape? And Zach's like, you can keep the tape. You see, we have the original. And Mr. Worthington's like, you can't prove that deed was real. And Zach's like, 
and you can't prove it wasn't. And it sure looked like you thought it was real. You know, the Pokuku could have a lot of fun with that in court. And at that point, Harry fires Brian as his lawyer. Oh, good. Yeah. So Harry fires Brian and threatens to put Zack in his place. Oh, no. It's like, any, and I'll tell you right now, anyone who has Zack as a lawyer has a fool for a client. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But, Kelly. Uh, wait, wait. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. I know you want to, and I can't blame you. Oh, yeah. But, but we got re- to resolve the one plot with Andrea first. Yeah, we do. So, okay. So the Worthingtons agree. Well, the Worthingtons ask, what's it going to cost me to keep this tape confidential? And Zach says, first, you call off the groundbreaking. Second, you sell the hideaway back to Harry for no less than he paid you. And the third, you leave the hideaway alone forever. And Brian's like, well, as your lawyer, I highly suggest that Mr. Worthington's like, stop. What makes you think you're still my lawyer? You're fired. And you'll never work on this island again. I guess he's going to have to sell his portion of his yacht and his suits. They agree to terms. Andrea breaks up with Derek Worthington. Oh, good. And Kelly gets the last word in edgewise when she walks up to Brian and sucks him in the kisser. Ah. Pow, right in the kisser. 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 She, hey, Kelly, they don't call her Kelly Kapowski just because she's got a banging body. She has a powerful right hook, let me tell you. So, one last party before everybody goes home. But here's the thing. We still have to settle all of these plots. All these plots are going to be settled like this. The Pukuku get to work, to live and work next to their land at the Hawaiian hideaway. On the condition that they hire someone from outside the tribe to manage them. That person will be Andrea, who will be making no less than five times what she was making at the Royal Pacific will be taking night classes at the university and she'll also have time for Jennifer as well. Oh, that's terrific. Sister's doing it for herself. So that's one plot line sewn up. And then there's the matter of Zach because he's never felt this way about a woman before. And I think he himself believes that, maybe. I mean, normally he would just say something like that, but I think he's getting around to believing it. And he says he'll be turning 18 soon, and he wants to strike out on his own, come back to the island, and make an honest woman of Andrea. Which would be the first time that Zach Morris has ever made an honest woman out of anyone. It would be the first time that Zach has ever been honest about anything. 
Do you get what I'm trying to say here? Yes, I get what you're trying Zach to say. Zach Orris is a user of people, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. But he found himself head over heels this time. He got caught up. Yeah, he actually cared for this woman. And her daughter. Oh, her beautiful, loving daughter. Her beautiful, loving daughter. I mean, never mind the fact that she is... She's five years older and could do a hell of a lot better than Zach Morris. Yeah, she's like 22, 23. She's the man. She's now the manager of a hotel. She's like doing very well for herself. She could do a hell of a lot better than Zach Morris. But apparently they're just deep in love with each other. And because Andrea is in love with Zach she cannot allow Zach to just throw away his life. She wants her to go back, go to school, go to college, have all of the opportunities that she never got. And then if he feels the same after all of that, come back and look her up. That's terrific. Yeah. Although part of me, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, part of me is thinking, Andrea's just trying to get this guy on my back because plush job plush hours bright future ahead of her she don't need she don't need Zach Morris no she doesn't no she doesn't and thus and oh wait there's one more thing oh what is that Slater and Jesse make a pact to never fight again oh that's terrific Oh, wait, here's Lisa. $200 says you'll be fighting before the plane lands. Oh. So there you have it. The end of the Hawaiian adventure with one word that means hello, goodbye, and to remember with affection. Aloha. So now that we got all of that out of the way... It's just so, we've already unpacked a lot. I think there's a little bit more to unpack here. We've never seen Andrea, Jennifer, or Harry Bannister ever again. Why do you think that is, Chico? Because they probably beeping killed themselves. No, no, I can't say that. That's horrible. No. Oh, well. I don't know why. You know what? I don't know why. All I hey, know is... Hey, maybe we'll have the answers for what happened to Andrea in the upcoming <laughs> Saved by the Bell reboot on Peacock. Which is also where you can find this movie. That's right. And, and the sequel, which we will cover in a future episode of It Was a Thing on TV. Saved by the Bell, Wedding in Las Vegas. I'll give you a hint. Andrea's not invited. But Gilbert Gottfried is for some reason. Oh, that's right. I forgot Gilbert Gottfried's in it. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So, Saved by the Bell, Hawaiian style. It was a thing on TV. That's right. You can always envision yourself listening to this podcast on a tropical getaway by opening a door, maybe letting in some of that uh, hot air and surfing over to surfing. See what I did there? over to ItWasAThingOnTV.com. There you'll find all of our previous episodes, more about the site, more about us, and, of course, all of our social media feeds and the link to our weekly drops at Place to Be Nation Pop. This week, we have 
the 100th episode, don't we? Okay. okay. So this last Wednesday, we had episodes 101, 102, and 103. This coming Wednesday, we're going to have on Play Speed Nation Pop episodes 104, which is the Poland Halloween special, 105, the episode of Mr. Ed, where he meets the LA Dodgers, and 106, that's my bush. That's gonna be fun listening to. Yeah, if you're if you have like a three hour drive in your car, you're going somewhere, go to the place to be Nation Pop feed, download the three pack, and you can just Yeah, the time will just fl- flow right by. It really will. I mean, you'll listen to it, it'll be over, next thing you know, hey, that's three hours. What do I listen to now? Allow me to suggest the next episode. Because the next episode will have you reaching for your phones. And not just to listen to this podcast either. Oh yeah, you're going you're gonna to be making a call and it's probably going to be like $1.49 a minute. $1.49 a minute and 99 cents each additional minute. And kids, get your parents' permission before calling. Yep. But right now, we're going to go ahead and put a pin on this one. So until then, for Greg, I'm Chico, and we'll see you next time with another Thing on TV. Wow! And so, our Hawaiian adventure comes to an end. You know, I think there's one Hawaiian word that would be appropriate here. It means hello, goodbye, and to remember with affection. Aloha. Aloha.